the oceans An undiscovered paradise Forget New York and California There's a better place now close to us Take my hand We are almost there A favorite place on earth Massachusetts Good evening, New England, and welcome to Taste of Massachusetts, helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Arachetti, and we are live on AMA 30 WCRN, as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. We're here every Thursday and Friday, 7 to 9 p.m., and you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or by using hashtag TasteOfMass. And, of course, as always, we are on Snapchat under Gabby Kitty. Yes. One B, two Ts. Yep. Very super secret yeah. account, I think. <laughs> How many people do we have now? Uh, a bunch. With, I'm uh, not even sure. Getting ready to, uh, yeah. I'm sure they're all getting ready to see uh, 7 p.m., Thursday night, getting ready to see all of the Jezebel selfies. Yes. (laughs) So, of course, you can join the conversation tonight by calling 508-871-7000. That's 508... uh, Excuse me. 508-871-7000. Once again, I'm your host, Vincent Arikani, and co-hosting with me tonight, as always on Thursdays, the lovely and talented Jezebel Grace of the Graces. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, I am having a blast, (laughs) as always. And behind the glass, Cam... I think we're sticking with Diesel, Diesel McWheels yeah. as the uh, as the name moniker. All right. Or Weasel McDeals, because that sounds like that sounds like a Ducktales character or something. Weasel McDeals. Yeah. Uh, sound like a wheel and deal and yeah. Yeah, that's the used car dealer. Wheel on, and deal uh, and Weasel man. On yeah, I'm Duck Diesel Tales. McWheels on the weekends, but uh, during the week to pay the yeah. bills. Yeah. By the way, do you hear they're bringing back Ducktales? Yeah. I yeah. can't wait. David Tennant, Doctor Who, is playing. Uh, Mar- uh, what's his face? <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. It suddenly sounded wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I almost said Nair McCheese. <laughs> I loved uh, I loved Gizmo Duck, which basically was really just um, Iron Man. Yeah, but I never really saw much of it, which is crazy because really? everybody oh. my age is obsessed with it. And, uh, it was so good that and yeah. uh, Rescue Rangers and oh yeah. Yeah, I remember the movie Rescue Rangers. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, so as oh no, that's the Rescuers. Never mind. Totally Rescuers movie. down under. Totally different. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um. So we um kind of a kind of a fun filled food week for me. Um you guys were already nice alliteration. commenting. Yeah. Well you guys were already commenting before the show. We were chatting a little bit. Um Worcester's Best Chef competition was Sunday night. Yeah. I got to go to that. There was a uh food dinner, foodies basically food writers dinner at Tresca on Tuesday night. In the North End, owned by Ray Bork. Ray Bork was not there. Uh, if he was there, I was going to bring Cam, who was a huge Bruins fan. <laughs> but as soon as they told me he was not in the building that night, um, I kind of said, well, you know. No Cam, point at that point. Cam, Cam doesn't need to drive out to Boston for that. <laughs> and then uh, Wednesday night, last night, uh, Barlow in uh, the South End. And uh, man, like... I normally don't go to this many things. <laughs> I get invited a lot, but uh, this this week just uh, busy week. Yeah, it just it just worked out that way. Um, plus, it's Super Bowl week, so there's a million things going on with that. So, um, what I wanted to do, kind of in our shout out section, uh, I first wanted to ask uh, you guys for your shout outs, as I always do, 
and then uh, possibly go through all these because there's so many, so many to get to. And then there's just a totally other sidebar where I did a quick little video giving shout-outs to Five Insane Wings in New England, and um, it, uh, it it did really well, so I wanted to make sure I mentioned that, especially given the Super Bowl's coming up. So um, let's first go to Jezebel Grace for any shout-outs you might have. I know you've had a <laughs> crazy week, as you always do, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you've gotten to go out and around or, or anything. Or, or Well, I went and saw a show at the uh, RWA uh, wrestling at the XWA Center in Warwick. Very nice. Yeah, and Sane Dick Lane was wrestling along with uh, <laughs> a bunch of other great wrestlers like T Phoenix and Tom Billington and Sean Leader and lots of good ones. Local it, wrestling is just the best. It is, especially because it really it's right there. You know what I mean? You it, get you know? so close. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and I mean it's not just the same. You know, if you go to like, there's so many different promotions. You go around and check them all out because uh, my boyfriend and Sane Dick Lane, because I can say that sentence and yes. mean it. Um, he does a bunch of different promotions, and I get to meet all these cool wrestlers and stuff. And um, you know, one of the one of my favorite things about local wrestling is that you you don't find it the WWE is um, you have a lot of girl versus guy matches. Yes. So uh, uh, Insane Dick Lane fought uh, Amanda Fox, who was wrestling as Foxbot, and it was just a great match. It was really fun. Amazing makeup for for a wrestler. Yeah, too. really, really awesome. You know, cool, inventive stuff and creativity. And if you're a wrestling fan, RWA. Uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance out of uh, Rhode Island is definitely one to check out. Well, also, if you want to break into it, because a lot of people want to do it, or they even want to just, you know, I'm, er- I'm in my early 20s, I can take a shot and see if I can do it. Yeah, they teach classes. They teach classes, yep. and just going to going to the uh, going to the various events, people yeah. are approachable during and after. Yeah, m- uh, my boyfriend was taught by Biff Busick, Chris Hero, um, a few other people, like, that are names that you wouldn't expect to hear. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, Mr. Cam, any shout-outs you want to give to the um, wonderful Hooters girls that poured Patron for you last night? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was very kind of them. Uh, Yeah, it was... uh, Last night was a good night, but... (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) I don't eat out much. I I would love to give a shout-out to ZD's for this pizza I'm eating right now. Yeah, (laughs) I uh, grabbed a slice as well. Kind of weird that I've (laughs) had a... um, just so many places this week, and then today I just didn't eat anything until I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, you've been on, like, Food Fest, and now today you're just like, oh, I'll just have this piece of pizza. Yeah. So, um, Good pizza, though. Cam, what do we got? What do you mean? Time. <laughs> what? Time. Time. The, the clock's broken. 7-12. We've lost our concept oh, Okay, so we got... So let's just... Uh, I want to get into... Um, uh, before, the, before we go to break, I do want to give a shout-out to five... Insane Wings. I did this uh, quick little video. Five Insane Wings. <laughs> I think it's still like five golden rings. Yeah, make sure to grab that. We need that, <laughs> that soundbite. Got it. So, you know, everyone's talking about wings. Super Bowl's this Sunday. Everyone's talking about, oh, well, the best wings or, you know, I'm, I make my own wings. Here's my recipe. So I kind of went in a different direction and I basically said, Let's talk about the five most insane wings I've seen in New England. And so, Cam, give us a uh, g- give me your take on each of these, okay? Okay. Uh, they're in no particular order. These are just five that I think you can't find anywhere else. You got to go to the source. So, the first on the list is the bacon bourbon glazed wings at Wicked Wing Company in Worcester. 
Sounds delicious. Have you haven't you that's I've never the place you haven't been. All right, you gotta get over there. Uh the second one I I know you're gonna have a, a little bit of a problem with this one. The peanut butter and jelly wings nope. from Lobster Q in Hampstead, New Hampshire. I don't understand that. I've seen that like a no, bunch no, no, of times. No, 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 Exactly. But what, what he does, um, what the chef up there does is, uh, he makes his own peanut butter and he makes his own jelly. And. Why put that much effort into something that tastes so, so terrible? Well, because what, he, he makes these awesome smoked wings, so the smoked flavor and the peanut, but that's, plate. but that's the thing. They're awesome smoked wings. They are. Why taint them? There's no reason to put <laughs> peanut butter and jelly on wings. I'm telling that's you, they, people love them. I've had them. They're really good. It's balanced. It's not like it's not like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a and a chicken wing. It's uh, it's almost more like a um, like a saute sauce where you get a little bit of spice but not too much. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's uh, that's pretty good. Um, Cagney's restaurant in Quincy makes awesome wings. And then they smother them in cheddar cheese sauce and bacon bits over the top. Wow, interesting. That is beer food, if uh, if uh, if ever there was any. <laughs> um, next, and th- these ones are probably of of the crazy wings, probably um, th- the most inventive. Tides Nahant Beach has cherry cola wings. Interesting. So huh. cherry cola, obviously you know what cherry cola is. Uh, a lot of people do marinate their wings in cola. It kind of acts as a meat tenderizer. It gives it a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of uh, saltiness if you're using Diet Coke. Um, and so they use cherry cola and then Wait, just... Wait, Diet Coke is salty? Diet Coke has sodium in oh, it. Oh, that explains my personality. Ah. <laughs> 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 um... Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kim. Um, no. I'm a little slow on the board today, though. That's okay. You know, it's been a long day I for you. I got to speed up my reaction time. He had to locate the drum set. Too many, too many shots last night at Hooters. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Hooters, they have what I have not seen anywhere else: bacon wrapped wings. I talked about them once before, and um, what they do is they cook their wings, then they wrap them in bacon, and then they cook them a second time. And then they glaze them slightly with a little bit of barbecue sauce, and they are really good. Definitely beer food. I gotta try that on Wednesday. I, I, I really gotta try that on sw- next Wednesday. So you go there. You go to Hooters every Wednesday. Every right? Wednesday after bowling. Uh, yeah, I mean three dollars shot. How Hooters. many guys? How many guys you go with? Uh, usually three others. Oh, so yeah, you can get one and split them each have two just to taste them. I'm telling you, they're really good. Sounds but, good. But it's a lot of work. Like I know it must be a lot of work. <laughs> I was going to say a certain type of load of work. A lot of work. Yes, it was. It's a lot of work um, to 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 cook them, then wrap them in bacon, then cook them a second time, and do them right. And uh, they definitely did them right, and they were great. So uh, those were my five insane wings that everyone uh, everyone should try at least once. I night. will I will throw one in there. It's yeah, a, it's a wing sauce that I think is brand new to Wings Over Worcester. Really? Uh, because I just heard about it. It's called sriracha yaki. <laughs> oh yeah, I and used to is, dance under that name, <laughs> <laughs> and it is phenomenal. It's this weird. So I barely tried sriracha. Period. Yeah, uh, and I tried these wings, and it's like it tastes. The flavor is unbelievable. Sriracha and teriyaki, and yes. then like fifteen seconds after you eat them, all of a sudden your mouth starts burning. <laughs> like it's a wicked delayed reaction, but those things are so damn hot. But they're delicious. 
Yeah, there's a uh, there's a place in Rhode Island that does those too, but um, it's a it's a great combination. I love seeing I love seeing people and restaurants get creative, and that's why I wanted to give them uh, I wanted to give those five a shout out. And so uh, videos up on uh, Taste of Massachusetts Facebook page if you want to check it out. Five must try insane wings in New England. So five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Just play this over and over again in the background <laughs> yeah. for us. 508 7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I'm Vincent Ericetti, Jezebel Grace of the Graces, co-hosting tonight, loving the Lou Bega. Cam, I think the song came out before you were born. Of course not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Mama number five. Uh, just make, like I was like three. Yeah, just making sure. I was like six. Okay. okay. Right. Just okay. making just making sure it's still in uh, Jezebel's head, stuck forever. Yep, permanently. Thanks to the lovely people like you. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to, do, uh, as promised, uh, get to go through some great shout-outs, basically from the week. Um, really, just places that uh, I've personally been, literally over the last five days. So this is kind of crazy. It's going to make me sound, uh, I don't know. It'll, I, I don't know. How's this going to make me sound? Hoity toity or like an insider or. Hoity toity? I don't what know. What are you, like 90? What, well. <laughs> it's going to make me sound hoity toity or uppity. Uppity. Uppity is still a thing. These newfangled expressions of yours. Yeah. Um, so for, so we, we kind of touched upon the fact that uh, Sunday night was Worcester's best chef. Congratulations to the Flying Rhino who won. <laughs> the Flying Rhino. I, yeah, I was uh, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I mean, everyone had great stuff, but um, um, I was pleasantly surprised that they won. So you know, kudos to you guys. Um, so I wanted to go through a couple of a uh, couple of the offerings. I think they are, they had at least forty or fifty restaurants there. I didn't get to all of the tables, obviously. Um, but uh, a couple of the ones that I did get to, uh, I was kind of surprised uh, Chef Elena from Sweet was there. Not competing. She basically just uh, wanted to help participate. So um, I think she was judging. So she basically told them she would uh, she would do an offering. She did polenta with short rib. Unbelievable. And wow. uh, by the way, all these are on my uh, Instagram page if you want to check it out. Um I, she got the polenta from a local business, a uh, local company, and I, I really want to give them a shout out, and I can't think of who, but it was, uh, it was very, you could taste how sweet the corn was. It wasn't very, it wasn't muted, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times, like polenta, it's basically grits. Um, a lot of times it's, uh, grainy, and it's kind of, like, you can tell it's corn, but it's, you know, muted. Uh, muted no, corn? Muted. I don't know the way, that's muted way to say corn. It. But uh, not that. That was very. Uh, that was very very corny. Oh. <laughs> um, God! If you could see my face right now, anybody listening, I. You're, you're, I have an expression of just sheer disgust. You rolled your eyes so hard that it like hurt. Yeah, I sprained my eye. Um, also, BT's Smokehouse 
which uh, anyone who is familiar with BT Smokehouse and Sturbridge, they did dry-aged mushroom-rubbed smoked <laughs> beef tataki I had salad. no idea what you were trying to say. It, it is, sounded like a bunch of different things before you finished. It was, it was awesome. It was, uh, it was uh, BT Smokehouse everyone knows about in uh, Sturbridge. Um, they supply a lot. They do a lot of smoked bacon and supply that to restaurants. That's how sought after their their wow. products are. Yeah, um, a place that I had never been to, but now I absolutely want to go. Depot Street Tavern. Um, they did a pecan and sage encrusted chicken Ooh. with sautéed Swiss chard <laughs> and sweet potato cakes. No, but so basically Swiss chard is, yeah, it's basically like spinach. It's just a little bit fancier. Um, Swiss chard? I could have, yeah, Swiss chard. I could have eaten just that with like slivered um, garlic. Like, oh, my God. And they laughed at me. They didn't laugh at me, but I was talking to the chef, and I'm like, I could eat just that. And he's looking at me. He's like, are you nuts? <laughs> There's like, <laughs> you know, all this other crazy stuff. And I said, I'm telling you, um, it was uh, it was really really good. So definitely check out uh, Depot Street Tavern. Oh yeah, no, he was giving me hand signals. Yeah. I, what'd you get? Two minutes? Yeah. Um, also, um, there's cryptic hand signals going on over here, <laughs> everybody. Uh, Eller's restaurant. I think they're talking about yes, me. Yes, yes. No, not about you. <laughs> Eller's restaurant um, did a puff pastry stuffed with sirloin, which was pretty pretty. Uh, over the top, there was another uh, restaurant actually from uh, Connecticut, from Connecticut, right over the border. Bella's Bistro did a grilled jal- jalapeno corn cake with short rib and shiitake mushrooms. Um, another restaurant, Bootleggers Prohibition, did uh, mai tais. They were giving out samples of mai tais. What? Yeah, like crazy with uh, women dressed like twenties. Uh, oh, that's cool. Girls in their twenties. Um, You're dressed like girls in their twenties. Girls in the, you know, in the twenties, in the twenties. Um, you know that millennial costume. Yeah. No, one of them had like also a, known as Han Solo. One of them had a, um, one of them had like a garter on with like a fake gun strapped to her thigh. <laughs> like I thought it was like really period piece. I'm like, wow, you guys are, uh, you guys are, are really playing up the part. Yeah. Um, a flying Rhino did Chipotle pork tostada. That was their winning dish, and uh, it was amazing. And then, of course, uh, Lock 50 did Linguisa Pastrami, which was kind of over the top. So good job with everyone uh, at the Worcester's Best Chef. Check it out on uh, my Instagram page when you get a chance. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back. Covering, uh, I don't know, like just shout outs, a lot of shout outs. Yeah. Been to do a lot of places. Um, one of the, uh, one of the places I went to the other night, we were just uh, chatting about as well during the break, Tresca in the North End. 
Tresca is uh, one of the is the restaurant that is also owned by Ray Bork. Which what? Every time Bork is like a sound that dogs make in memes on the internet, so it makes me laugh every time I hear the name. Bork, Bork. Yeah. Oh. If you Re- say one bad word about Ray Bork, I swear to God. No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would. Would I even say? Of course, I wouldn't say anything. He just sounds like a dog barking. No, I was, oh, I was talking to Jezebel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, he made eye contact with me. I, uh, okay. I had a cold chill because he meant it. Because he's Cam. Yeah. Diesel McWheels. Um, no, everything everything was great. Um, even because um, there's several. Well, obviously there are several owners. Most restaurants are owned by groups uh, of uh, investors, and um, one of the owners was sat- sitting with us, and uh, you know, just it was a bunch of food writer, bloggers, whatever, and he was asking us some questions about promoting and angles, and I just kept saying to him, like, dude, the food is great here. Like, awesome. You have nothing to worry about. I think he, he kind of, um, um, you know, he's obviously getting feedback, but because you're on Hanover Street in the North End, everyone, you know, everyone's like, you know, you can't get a bad meal in the in that whole neighborhood, so how do you, you know, how do you really go above and beyond? Um, they definitely did that with the food, and it's one of those restaurants that actually has um, amazing ambiance. And uh, there's no other way to say it, but uh, they have arguably the most romantic table in, God, probably New England. They have a balcony with table for two where you can be, have dinner above the North End. Oh, wow. So, like, in the summer at, like, 10 o'clock at night, you know, on a weekend when Hanover Street's full of people, you know, people who used to go there, people who are tourists, people who are, um, you know, just families out and whatnot. It is, uh, it's an amazing ambiance. But so he's talking about that and he showed it to us and obviously it was kind of cold. So we didn't want to, you know, <laughs> stay out on the balcony too long. <laughs> but they've got two beautiful fireplaces. And I said to him, you don't have the most romantic table in boston you have three of the most romantic tables in boston because <laughs> they have a raised you ever see a raised fireplace like a lot of really uh expensive hotels started to put them in a raised fireplace. it's basically like oh, like in the middle of the room right yeah. and so it's like it's like it's high up and um i'm telling you on because uh, i think i went on tuesday night and it was it was brutally cold out and it was definitely nice being near there, although we didn't <laughs> we didn't really have that romantic of a meal. It was like nine of us sitting at a <laughs> table. Um, but two of uh, a couple of the dishes, I won't go through all of them. Um, one of the things I was very very impressed with was the shrimp a la Bork, <laughs> which uh, apparently is uh, Ray Bork's favorite. So shrimp of the Bork. Shrimp a la Bork by <laughs> Bork. Um, it's uh, shrimp in a garlic white wine lemon and grana padana. Sauce, grana padana, parmesan cheese, of course. Um, and there's a secret ingredient. I think I know what it is, but the chef wouldn't tell me. So, oh. and that uh, that comes with a side of sautéed spinach as well, which I know I don't know what my obsession is with sautéed spinach yeah. lately, but um, they laughed. The they laughed because I specifically asked for that, <laughs> and I'm like, "Can I have the spinach?" And they're like, "You mean the garnish?" And I'm like, "Dude, the the chef spent a lot of time." <laughs> Putting that together. I really like wilted greens. Yes, there's something about wilted <laughs> greens. Um, 
I actually for 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 actual they they brought out a bunch of like things to sample. I got the swordfish, which was absolutely cooked perfectly. The the thing that I love is they caramelized the lemon that they gave. Oh wow. With you, with it, so yeah. that when you squeezed it over, you kind of got a little bit of sweetness instead of just overwhelmed with, yeah. you know, the lemonade type of flavor. Uh, really was amazing. It's, uh, swordfish is very difficult to cook, and, uh, I've gotten it many places where, you know, it was fine, but not perfectly cooked, and it's a hard yeah. thing to do, so good for them. Um, one other thing that Tresca did, Cam, you might like this. No, there's no peanut butter in it, don't worry. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, they do a massive meatball. They mix sirloin and veal and then put it in a pomodoro sauce, but they stuff the meatball with mozzarella. Wow. And, uh, so, I, I mean, the photos just don't do their, do the justice. You really have to just go there and get it. Yeah. To see, but, um, you could tell it was sirloin. They, you know, they definitely went above and beyond. There was a bunch of other things I had, um, as appetizers. I love fried artichokes, but obviously most people don't. Fried artichokes? They take baby artichokes. Yeah. Um, Wait, you just eat the whole thing? No, they take baby artichokes, they dip them in a batter, flash fry them real quick, Yeah. uh, and they get just super, super tender. Super, super tender. See, I've only had the uh, artichokes with breadcrumbs in it that you scrape off with your teeth. Oh, I love those, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's what my mom always made for Christmas. Yep, that's what I I call Christmas artichokes. Yeah. So they they (laughs) kind of thought, yeah, I'm sure they thought I was a little weird. Merry artichokes. What? Huh? No, you said the Christmas I artichokes. Christ- I know. Yes, because that's what my grandmother. The sentence you said sounded like that's why I call Christmas artichokes. Oh, Get it? yeah. I call them Christ- Christmas and um, yeah, and Easter artichokes. Basically, holiday artichokes. <laughs> because there were a lot of work to make, so yeah. if it's not my mother or my grandmother. I'm Somebody not- like I was. I think I was watching Drunk History, and they were talking about the history of artichokes and like all the craziness that went on with like the guy who like. Wouldn't let anybody buy them, and it was they were high in demand and stuff. I don't know if you know about that. I forget the name, but uh, at the end of it, they were drunk, so they microwaved just an artichoke straight up, and were just eating it, and it was so gross looking. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. They just threw an artichoke in the microwave. Yeah, if it's a whole artichoke like that, you gotta steam it. Yeah, or it, yeah. It's, it's the only way to. They cook like it. took a bite, and they're like, "This is awful," and I'm like, "Yeah, because you didn't cook it right." That's why if you're going to eat them whole, you got to get them as baby artichokes. Yeah. But you definitely don't. You definitely have to get them young. People don't realize what art, artichokes are basically thistles yeah. that just have not bloomed yet. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and so, which is like the weirdest thing in the world because if you look at it, everyone would be like, "What? what? You're going to eat that?" Yeah. Um. So that was uh, that was definitely an experience. Great, great place though. I mean, I'd been before, but uh, it was nice that they you know invited you in and uh, and whatnot. So. Um, got to great get a lot of great photos. I'll probably be posting them for at least a week or so. Yeah. Um, well, because the weird thing is, it's like we're right in front of the Super Bowl, then Valentine's Day, and you can't just go. You know, you can't just overwhelm. Um, you can't just overwhelm everybody with uh with one or two things. Um, the other place I went to uh actually last night was um Barlow in the South End, and Chef Eustace is, uh, he, I, I've known the chef for a while at a few other restaurants he was at, so he's just, excuse me, he's just moved over to, uh, Barlow. He changed the menu up. Um, I do have to give a shout out to the bartender, Chris, who made an awesome pina colada for me. <laughs> he asked, he's like, he's like, so what do you want? I'll make you any drink you want. And I'm like, um, and he's, he starts naming off like all these like, 
He's he should like, have gotten an old-fashioned man. Where do you get that option? No, get he's, an like, old-fashioned. he's like, do you want a whiskey sour? Do you want, like, all these manly drinks? And I'm like, how about a pina colada? <laughs> extra fruit. <laughs> well, you say that, but he actually did oh, yeah. give me extra fruit. Yeah. Uh, great photo of that. Up. Um, I, I don't want to go through everything that I took photos of and stuff, um, but one thing that was really impressive was the bulgogi pizza. <laughs> what? Yeah, bulgogi is generally a stir-fry style. What? It? And so what Chef Eustace did bulgogi? was... Bulgogi? Yeah, bulgogi. It's like a stir-fry style. Yeah, but what they, language is that? Um, I believe Vietnamese. Oh, okay. So normally what they do is they build it in a bowl, and it's like stir-fry, and they put it over rice. Right. So what he did was he took um he took a lot of the ingredients and then just put them on a pizza. Oh. And so... But it was it was amazing. So he did um, the beef stir fry, Monterey Jack cheese, blue cheese, scallions, cilantro. Topped it with a over easy egg as they as they I would in the. I don't think I could do blue cheese and an egg in the same thing. No. No. It was he he definitely was um you know he he didn't he didn't kill it with blue cheese because yeah. everything really was um was balanced. You know it wasn't like. You could just taste the blue cheese because there was so much of it or anything like that. But right. it was uh, it was excellent, and people went nuts when I posted that. Um, you know, one thing he did that I, I, I just got to give credit, he did, you know, you get the oil and bread. They, everyone brings out oil and bread to start. Like the best thing. He does his own focaccia bread, which a lot of people do, so good for him. But his oil, he had olive oil with Parmesan cheese, and a little bit of honey. What? And uh I'm telling you, it made all the difference. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't super sweet. It was you know, they talk about the umami, the whole, you know, balance of flavors. That's that's exactly what you got out of it. Um he's uh he's he's definitely a great chef and so I'm gonna I'll be posting more stuff about that um as we uh you know, as the weeks go on. Right. But uh he, he really did he's he's a great chef. I don't think he's gotten enough attention. Um, he has his own jerk seasoning, which is unbelievable. Make jokes now. <laughs> um, and so he, um, he, he, he just does an amazing job. And I, 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 I kind of went more to promote him than the restaurant. I mean, obviously they're one and the same when you're, when you're the head chef. But, um, you know, a lot of times people, people aren't going to find out about great chefs if it's just TV. You know what I mean? If it's just the food network. Yeah. You you got to start you got to start highlighting these chefs, um, and I actually talked to a lot of other uh, food writers, bloggers, Instagrammers, whatever, and, and they agree. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot of them go into the kitchens, maybe do some live streaming of um, of chefs cooking to kind of give these guys and uh, and women more attention because it can't be the same, you know, the same ten celebrity chefs over and over again. Yeah. It, it's just no one. I know they get kind of boring after a while. I've noticed a lot of them are shifting over to just hosting, just random shows. Right, and a lot of good ones actually do give shout outs to other people. But at the same time, you know, this is about discovering great places. And right. um, you know, as much as like for instance, as much as we talk about sweet, um, Chef Elena there always is telling me about other places, and she's like, "You should go here. You should go here." And yeah, I would never. I mean, I I know some of them, but you'd never find all the great ones if you just stuck to. Um, you know, just stuck to what you know. So I'm glad a lot of them are pushing us out of our comfort zone and trying to push myself out of my comfort zone because better quality content, better information. So <laughs> 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. 
508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I'm Vincent Arachetti, Jezebel Grace to my right. Andy, I mean Andy. <laughs> I was just, I just saw a picture of Andy. That's wow. why I was thinking of Andy. Cam behind the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. Thanks, Cam. Uh, Jezebel, you have, uh, you have news for us on, <laughs> I can't believe this is a true story. I don't story. know if this is news, old news, but it's good news. Old news, but, uh, the artichoke, uh, <laughs> The mafia. artichoke king, yeah. <laughs> um, this happened in, uh, the artichoke wars of 1935. I was watching an episode of Drunk History, and this was featured on one of the episodes. Um, I found this write-up, so I'll just read this, because this, I can't believe this is a thing. Yeah. All right, um... So, Ciro the Artichoke King Taranova, he lived July 1888 to February 20th, 1938. <laughs> Ciro the Artichoke King Taranova was a New York City gangster and one-time underboss of the Morello crime family. Ciro earned his nickname, the Artichoke King, by purchasing artichokes at $6 a crate from California, <coughs> then selling them in New York for a 30 to 40% profit. <laughs> Ciro's violent reputation preceded him, frightening the vegetable sellers into buying them. Even the fields back in California were hacked down in the middle of the night to scare and bring fear to those farmers and distributors <laughs> that didn't cooperate. <laughs> this guy's nuts. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Take so action. They would literally just show up and intimidate people. Um, so taking action, these artichoke wars led Mayor Fiorello. Am I La- pronouncing LaGuardia. That? You say LaGuardia. Is it yep. Fiorello? Yep. Uh, LaGuardia, one of New York's famous mayors and who they named the airport after, was a strong leader against the mafia. He took action and appeared at the Bronx Terminal Market to institute a citywide ban on the sale, display, and possession of artichokes. <laughs> yeah. In his words, a racketeer in artichokes is no different than a racketeer in slot machines. And uh, when prices went down, the ban was lifted in 1936. And two years I, later, the artichoke t- king uh, passed away. Yeah. So couldn't uh, handle it. I, like, I didn't believe you when you were telling me this. I thought you were totally yeah. pulling my leg, and then you sent me the article. And You know that Marilyn Monroe's the artichoke queen, right? Oh, of course she is. The, the <laughs> photo of her holding the artichokes is hilarious yeah. in this. Um, all true. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. I couldn't believe it was a real thing. Artichoke king. Yep. Artichoke mafia. Yeah, sir, they would show up in, like, in the market and intimidate people. Like, it's insane. <laughs> Who knew? I, apparently uh you did yeah, and yeah. uh good good on you i would have never i would have never guessed that was real <laughs> wow hilarious oh i just want to say hi real quick to my mother uh my father and my brother elaine peter and jason hi guys i love you and <laughs> <laughs> i hate listening to me you're a star yeah, you're a star you're a superstar superstar uh want to get into some um housekeeping great events going on um in boston around new england and um we're talking a lot about Harvard Square in the last couple of weeks with their chocolate festival. <laughs> Believe it or not, tomorrow at Harvard Square is there some like it hot chili cook-off from 1 to 2.30. Huh. You can sample from Beet Brasserie, Crema Cafe, El Jefe's, and Boca, Grendel's Den, J.P. Licks. And, Grendel's Den is great. Yeah, and, and the Sinclair. Uh, Grendel's Den, but like people have been going there forever. Yeah. I, they could never close that place down. Nope. Um, I had a candy corn martini there once. Ooh. Yeah, it was good. That sounds like it's up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot, it was very creamy. It was a long time ago. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, hopefully there's no, uh, tequila and something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a martini. Um, all information can be found at Harvard. Martini, Vincent, that's yes, insane. Yes, I know. All information can be found at harvardsquare.com, uh, for information 
Also going on on Saturday, we mentioned this last week, the Millennium Falcon Lego build uh, at the Public Workshop event at the Grafton Public Library. The event's going on Saturday, February 4th from 2 to 2.45 p.m. I think that's a little cutting it short. At the Graft, uh, All information will be found at graftonlibrary.com. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, they do suggest grades 8 and up because it's a little difficult. So that means I can go? Yes, you can go. <laughs> Just made the cut. Um Another, I, I don't know if this is, uh, this isn't local news, but it's definitely an event, and I just had to bring it up. All you can eat pancakes at IHOP is back. <laughs> um, I didn't know this was a reoccurring annual thing until a few people started tagging me in it. They thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, like five, six different people tagged me in it, so. It's going from January 30th to February 12th, uh, from, you know, at all locations. Um, apparently it's all you can eat pancakes. So I always wanted to get like a bunch of bodybuilders on their cheat day <laughs> and go in and just see if you can like actually <laughs> close a place down. Yeah. Cause I figure if you get like six of them, they might actually be able to put a real dent in it. Yeah. But they probably have a I lot. I don't know. Of... They just constantly make it. They, you yeah. Know, they put, Batter, uh, pancake batter in their omelets, so they use it for everything. Yeah, to bulk them up. Yep. Um, I also wanted to mention, I thought this was pretty cool, um, Cherry Farm, uh, Cherry Farm ice cream for breakfast day. Uh, they, every year, Cherry Farm in, uh, Danvers, Massachusetts does a national ice cream for breakfast day fundraiser for, the um, Boston Children's Hospital. And so I thought that was pretty cool that they, they do this. I think we mentioned this last year. Yeah. And so this year it is going to be Saturday, February 4th. They're suggesting people get there uh, early as it's generally a pretty uh, pretty well-attended event, especially now they've been doing it for several years, 8 to noon. Uh, some of the items, waffle sundaes. Mm-hmm. Again, this is ice cream for breakfast, so... Waffle Sundays, coffee and donuts, ice cream. So coffee, ice cream, and donuts. Get oh. it? Uh, maple bacon ice cream. Obviously, they have to do something with bacon. <laughs> uh, warm maple syrup sauce, warm blueberry toppings, bacon bit toppings, sorbet and sherbet fruit cups, and so much more. I thought that was all pretty cool. Um, I just think it's cool that they're they're doing this for a charity day. A lot of places would probably just max it out. And uh, do something fun. They're all doing this all for Boston Children's Hospital. Uh, I believe it's specifically for the Concussion Prevention and Research Center, as it's a big deal with uh, the uh, NHL Alumni Association. Um, they're they're doing it in partnership with them, so good for them. Right. As it's uh, it's you know definitely something people are being more and more conscious and concerned about. Um, kind of all. Uh, circles back into the fact that eating ice cream for breakfast may improve your mental performance. Yeah, and I saw that Did you see the study? Yeah. So I posted this just as a goof on the Facebook page, on Taste of Massachusetts Facebook page, uh, and about uh, eight hours there were 50,000 people saw it. <laughs> so apparently people think this is a pretty interesting uh, study. Uh, I'm going to save most of it uh, for a little bit later in the show, but uh, I just think it's uh, apropos, if nothing else. Oh, yeah. Um, and finally, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie night. I love when places do this. Harvard Academy of Dance is doing this uh, at the Strand Theater in Clinton, Massachusetts. $8. Get, uh, 
gets you in to see the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie. Yes, the one with um, Gene Wilder. Yep. Not Gene Hackman, by the way. Yeah. A lot of times people confuse the two. Oh, no, I've been in love with Gene Wilder since I was like five. He's awesome. Yeah. All information can be found at harvardaod.com. That's harvardaod.com. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here in Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Always wait for Lionel to yell before we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of the show. I'm your host, Vincent Arachetti. Jezebel Grace of the Graces to my right. Cam behind the glass. Cam, you have some music news for uh, you and your family. Yeah, me and my dad just bought. Uh, t- it started kind of as a joke. Uh, yeah. It started completely as a joke, actually. And after a few beers, that uh, kind of changed a little bit. Uh we are going to see Rick Astley at the House of Blues nice. February 18th, I believe. And I have not been more excited. That that's uh that's pretty cool. Um it, it's have you been to the House of Blues before? Uh it's my favorite concert venue. Beautiful venue, very um no it's not small, but it's definitely intimate where you really Even feel close. Even if you're close. on the third floor, you're up close. Yeah, and um it's the best. And I, I gotta think he's gonna be. I mean, that's gotta be a great show. Great oh, he, place to watch him. We looked up some of his live videos, and that's what kind of sold us. He sounds perfect. Oh yeah, he still has an amazing voice. He looks the same too. It looks it's, like he hasn't. Aged I cannot at all. wait. I have not been this excited for a concert in a long time, and I go to a million concerts. So, but you're going with your dad? Yep, the two of us are just gonna go. We were joking. It's just gonna be a bunch of middle-aged women. And, and then you me guys, and my dad. Yeah, you and your dad are going to be... Oh, we're uh, just going to be laughing the entire picking time. Picking up all the cougars. It's just going to be nothing but us <laughs> laughing the entire time. I can't wait. Always good. So it's pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining. You know, I went to a concert with my dad once, uh, Bob Dylan. My first concert <laughs> was with my dad, and uh, Bill Belichick and uh, the Crafts would be proud. We went and saw Bon Jovi. Oh, God. I like... Uh, look, I love... Um, Wanted Dead or Alive, I think it's uh, one of the great kind of songs that doesn't get the credit it deserves, but uh, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is my dad's favorite band. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like Bon Jovi. Their old stuff's all, uh, pretty good. Uh, their new Slippery stuff when is wet like, Slippery When Wet's great. After that, other than Dead or Alive, yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah, Dead, Dead or Alive is really one of those songs, like, no one realizes... It comes on, everyone starts singing along Completely with it. Completely changed their music making. Yeah. Uh, you think about it, they're basically a country act now. Yeah. All started with that. They slowly transitioned. Good for them. Um, he's a horrible actor, by the way. Did you see that movie with him and um, I could the model? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, horrible movie. Anyway, um, I did want to uh, just mention really quickly or uh, get back to... Uh, there was really a study. This isn't uh, the wide world of food yet, but I do want to just mention, just because we did talk about the um, Cherry Farm ice cream for breakfast day for, um, what is the charity, uh, for the oh, Jiminy Crickets. I just had it right here. The Boston Children's Hospital Con- Concussion Prevention Research Center. Uh, it's going on this Saturday. 
and um, they are doing ice cream for breakfast because it's National Ice Cream for Breakfast Day this Saturday. So uh, get up to Danvers to Cherry Farm Creamery if you can. Great cause. But a study came out. It was uh, published by Kyorin University in Japan, Professor Yoshi Haiko Koga said eating ice cream right after waking up can result in improved instances of alertness and mental performance. The study, which was published in Japan's Excite News uh, website Tuesday, compared participants' brain activity in people who have been given ice cream immediately after waking up with those who had not eaten ice cream immediately after waking up. Uh, further tests <laughs> of brain activity, I know, right? Further tests of brain activity also showed that the people who had ice cream first thing in the morning uh, were happier. No, seriously, uh, had an increased high frequency of alpha waves, which are associated with higher levels of alertness and could reduce mental irritation. So if you know someone who's not a morning person, just give them a bowl of ice cream. Uh, Subjects were tested a second time. I think this is hilarious. Subjects were tested a second time during which they were given cold water instead of ice cream immediately after waking up, although the results from that particular test did show higher levels of alertness and mental capacity. People who had ice cream for breakfast showed significantly higher mental stimulation, and they were happier. So I thought that this, like, amazing study done by real scientists, and uh, I guess we should start giving our kids ice cream for breakfast. Yeah. Not just a joke anymore. No. I think it mostly it just wakes them up and gives them sugar, gets their metabolism going, and I don't know. But have you ever had ice cream for breakfast? Yeah. Did you feel smarter that day? I always feel smart. Aww. <laughs> Doesn't mean I am, but I always feel smart. <laughs> That's good. Uh, a couple of other events going on I want to give shout-outs to. Uh, Chocolate Festival 2017... At St. Anne's Episcopal Church. <laughs> Those Protestants always up to no good. Uh, this Saturday, another chocolate festival? This is a totally separate chocolate festival. Saturday, February 25th, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., five fun-filled hours of chocolate. Yes, it's taking place at St. Anne's Episcopal Church, uh, 8 Kirk Street in Lowell. You can come to, this is straight from their release. Come down for all the chocolate you can eat. Chocolate of all kinds, raffle prizes, and fun. Admission is only $7. Wow. $7 per person. That's pretty good. Tickets only available at the door. $7 for all-you-can-eat chocolate for five hours? Yeah. Like, this could be the best chocolate deal on the planet. (laughs) February 25th, going on in Lowell. We're definitely going to talk about this uh, again as we get closer. And uh, kind of officially, unofficially leads into Valentine's Day. (laughs) <laughs> what is that? Snapchat, oh. sorry. Uh, yes, uh, Gabby Kitty, yep. 1B2Ts, if you want to check out Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Taste of Massachusetts official, unofficial yep. Snapchat page. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so we're kind of getting closer to Valentine's Day. Obviously, with the Super Bowl, everyone's kind of focused on food and wings and pizza and whatnot this week. Next week, I think everyone will transition to Valentine's Day. Um I thought this was a pretty cool event, and it's going on February 11th, so I did want to give people a heads up. Valentine's Day dinner and a movie at Plymouth Plantation, uh, all for $60 per person. There's a discount if you're a member, but, you know, a lot of people aren't. Right. Um, 
I think this is uh, pretty amazing. You can find all information at uh, PlymouthPlantation.com. That's P-L-I-M-O-T-H, Plantation.com. Um, I just think it's a pretty cool um, concept yeah. to like basically package this and make it nice and easy. The problem is they didn't tell us what the movies are. I'm going to guess Dirty <laughs> Dancing is going to be one of them, right? For what? Dinner and a movie. Oh, yeah. So it has to be a romantic movie that isn't over the top crazy. So I think... Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you can't really go wrong with Dirty Dancing. Yeah, it's kind of like everyone likes it. Even if they don't, they don't admit it because yeah. they don't want to be, you know. Um, but I don't know <laughs> what other what other movie would work, you know? Yeah. I, don't, a, I honestly don't know. Because, like, a lot of romantic movies have, like, very sad endings where someone dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know, romance. R- you know, the, the more you think about it, or or like, you know, Bridges of Madison County, they don't end up together. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, and you know, things of that nature. So that's why I don't know. Cam, any uh, romantic movies you like? Uh, I saw one that uh that made, you liked. Yeah, it was. It's super corny. It's it came out. I forget the name of it. it came out like a couple of years ago. And it was su- it was about some girl who had like cancer or something, and it was it was super sad. Oh, the uh, fault in our stars. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, the Mandy Moore one. Yeah, but it was a it's a. Oh wait, no, 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 that's a new no, one. No, no, fault different in our one, stars. Yeah. That's a walk to remember. Yeah, yeah, I uh, <laughs> more than a few. Years I'm ago. not a big romantic movie guy. Most of the time, they don't you know really tickle my fancy. I'm kind of you know like meh, the entire way. I thought that was a pretty good movie. See, I'm a nerd. I like everything, but like. Kate and Leopold, if you've ever oh seen my God. the movie. Oh, come on. That you is know, an awesome no, it's, movie. It's just funny how passionate you get about this movie. Well, because it's awesome. It's like sci-fi <laughs> meets romantic comedy meets actual good actors. What? what? Oh, and... Um, <laughs> And the no the the beauty is uh the beauty is there's there's sci there's sci-fi but there's also um you know it's a it's a period piece so like they go back in time to 1890 or something like that and uh no I you 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 always laugh at me when I talk about it's that It's funny Between that and Under a Tuscan Sun I I'd be pretty happy I'd be pretty happy with those <laughs> two too So I don't know maybe I'm a nerd I don't know. What do you guys do? What are you and uh, the insane Dick Lane? I got like I have this idea. You guys must do like costumes, but like you dress up as Han Solo and he dresses up like Princess Leia, <laughs> and you but you like totally go out to dinner like nothing's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, oh, he would do that if you pitch that to him. You know he would do that. He might. Um, what do we like? What do we watch? Yeah, we watch like Star Wars exactly. and like, Avengers and stuff. <laughs> We don't we don't dress up as the characters or anything. This is what we want. Oh, that would be crazy. That would be insane. Says, says the woman who dresses up like a what what uh eight, what what century are you supposed to be when you dress up? The Renaissance. Up? Is it really Ren? Straight up Ren? So like 14th well, century? Yeah, supposedly. In theory. I mean, if we were really dressed like people from that, it would be pretty unpleasant to look at. <laughs> to be right, honest, right. nobody wants to look like that. Yeah. It's Renaissance-inspired garb, I guess. As uh, as I heard someone, a uh, history professor one time say, the his- history, the past, smelled really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 
let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll transition to, uh, I think, uh, the wide world of food. So 508 871 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We've got the wide world of food coming up, and um, what Jezebel and her boyfriend will be dressing up as for oh Valentine's God. Day. <laughs> All that and more when we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts. Eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the next story. Oh. And as soon as I saw it, I said, oh, my God, I forgot about this. This is hilarious. Yeah, I don't have my notes up because I don't have notes tonight. So I'm, this is sort yes, of like the printer problems and uh, technical yes. difficulties. So, uh, Cam, I think it's time for us to uh, transition to the wide world of food. <laughs> Hey ladies, this is Cam Galleon, a.k.a. Prince Eric, and this is the Wide World of Food. <laughs> just letting it I'm ride just out. letting it ride out. <laughs> there we go. Feeling Thanks, it, Barry. man. Feeling it. Supposed to talk over it. No, I no, know. no. I just wanted to let. I just sometimes you just let. Gotta love. You can give a shout out to Lauren who's listening <laughs> online while she's working right now. It. No, you got Sometimes you gotta let it ride right out and just. I think enjoy I'm just it. gonna make it like a nice ten minute long bed of just that. <laughs> oh, you just leave it in the and, background. And then every time we come back from a break, it's yes. like, Every time we're in the wide world of food, that plays in the background the Please. entire time. That's amazing. That'd be hilarious. Um, like I said, shout out to Lauren who I know is listening. Um. This one's well. This one isn't for you. <laughs> Breaking news out of Epping, New Hampshire, this week. <laughs> out of what? Epping, okay. E-P-P-I-N-G, right. New Hampshire. All right. Headline: <laughs> Fries extra crispy. The code for marijuana at Epping Burger King. That Epping Burger King. <gasps> the Epping Burger King. <laughs> you know, it's like I pulled it in part just so I can keep saying the Epping Burger yep. King. Yep. The Epping Burger King drive-thru <laughs> was allegedly being used to sell marijuana by employees who used the code name Nasty Boy. <laughs> and oh, the, man. And the code order, X Fries Extra Crispy. <laughs> 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 Excellent oh, job, Cam. Did I leave my mic on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An Epping employee and assistant manager of a local Burger King were arrested after police determined... The employee was selling drug, drugs from the drive-through window. That oh, Epping man. Burger King. That Epping Burger. Yes. Epping Burger King. During a joint investigation <laughs> with the Rockingham County Drug Task Force. Rockingham. Yeah, Rockingham County. That's uh, Southern New Hampshire's rocking area. Sounds like something out of Once Upon a Time. I know. <laughs> I just I don't know if they made this uh, pun on purpose and called it a joint investigation. Right. But it is. I'd like uh, to hope that they did. Yeah. I, I hope they did. 
Police conducted an investigation on January 21st at the Route 125 Burger King. So again, <laughs> not the Route 420. No, this sounds like an Onion article. To be honest, no, this is really true. This is, this is really 100 true. I checked it out. Um, so yes, if you want to go to the uh, Route 125 Burger King in New Hampshire, also known as the Epping Burger King, the Epping Burger King, that yes, Epping Burger King, that Epping Burger King, you cannot get your. Uh, <laughs> not get you fixed. Um, where there was an undercover purchase resulted in the arrest of Garrett Norris, 20. Is there any whiter sounding name than Garrett Norris? Yeah. Uh, of Raymond. <laughs> he lives in Raymond. Dude is white. Raymond. Uh, for allegedly distributing marijuana. Police said buyers would pull up to the drive-thru and ask if Nasty Boy was working. Norris's nickname. I can't get over the Nasty Boy. Yeah, nasty I mean. Boy. Um, they what, call me Nasty Boy. Yeah. Well, like, that was a song from Janet Jackson from, like, 30 years ago. Uh, it's Janet. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah, exactly. When uh, when confirmed an order was placed for French fries, <laughs> extra crispy, which was the code for wanting to purchase drugs, police said. Norris then produced an amount of marijuana in a Burger King coffee cup what? separate from the French fries and food order. Norris was also found in possession of marijuana stored in his personal property inside, uh, with his personal property inside the Burger King. Police said he was charged with <laughs> sale of a controlled drug and possession of controlled drug with intent to distribute. Wow. Based on the investigation, an assistant shift manager was also arrested, Megan Dearborn, 19, of Raymond as well. Uh, she was arrested on charges of allegedly alleging conspiracy to distribute drugs and unlawful possession of alcohol. Oh, um, wow! The jokes, uh, the jokes just make themselves. So if you want to get down on some illegal partying, hit up the Epping Burger. No, 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 no! You can't go there anymore. Oh, so if you, uh, if that was your source, well, you missed your chance. You, yeah, you're, you're, you're SOL, uh, <laughs> and so yeah, S out of luck. Yeah, um, unfortunately for uh, for the. For the marijuana-loving community of Epping, New Hampshire. They ruined it for Epping everyone. <laughs> they did. You know. Every Epping one of them. Every, every. Epping one. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Cam, I did uh, I did get your very funny joke that it wasn't the Route 420 Burger King. Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Just got to talk to Taco Bell. Solid, solid. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski <laughs> somewhere is laughing at that joke. Right. Um, did you... <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, moving on. Uh, actually, no. Oh wait. What do we? Uh, How can we move no, on? No, no, that? no. We're only we're <laughs> we're only uh, a couple of minutes from the uh, from uh, from the break, so I don't want to move on just yet because I've got another great story uh, lined up. But I do think um, I do think it's hilarious that they chose a Burger King instead of a Taco Bell because if it was a Taco Bell, they would have never gotten caught because <laughs> because. There are some, right? What? No, it's not a joke that everyone goes, that all the people who go to Taco Bell are high. No. No? No. Well, not, were, not in my group of friends, at least. Well, <laughs> I mean, point, not that I know anybody who gets Epping High. The whole point is to go to Taco <laughs> Bell after, not before to get it. Yeah. Ah, good point. Yeah. So you go to Burger King first and then straight to Taco Bell. <laughs> By the way, I don't know why, but uh, last Saturday night, I went, I did something I never do. I went to KFC. Wow. Oh yes. And I, I I won't do that again. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. Um my my memory of KFC was definitely better than uh what it was, but I posted it on Instagram just to see what people said. 461 likes and everyone said I love KFC and I I clearly said 
We all make bad decisions sometimes, including <laughs> me. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back. Eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Vincent Ericetti. Jezebel Grace of the Graces to my right. Ham yes. behind the glass, kicking it live. <laughs> no sleep till Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> moving on with some uh, great uh, stories in the wide world of food. Yes, moving on from the Epping Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> someone's playing around with that's a good uh, one too someone's playing around with the sound that one's way too loud yeah that scared me <laughs> I'm the one who pushed the button and I jumped you jumped <laughs> I love that um have you heard so this is a story actually I think uh, Jezebel Grace sent me this um America's bacon reserve is at its lowest level in more than 50 years and prices of bacon could skyrocket <laughs> Oh, no. The country's supply of frozen pork belly. Oh, I didn't send you this. If you want to ruin... I would have remembered this. If you want to ruin bacon, <laughs> just start calling it frozen pork belly. Frozen pork belly. I used uh, to dance with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you lost that weight. Yep. Good job. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, right? Um, <laughs> yes, uh, the... the I'm going to have to start over. The country's <laughs> supply of frozen pork belly, the meat used to make bacon, fell from 53.4 million pounds in December to only 17.8 million pounds uh, the following year, this, this past December 2016. That's the lowest level the nation's pork reserve has been at since the 1957. The pork reserve. The nation's pork reserve. Oh, wow. If you're going to write about something... This is what you're writing about. The nation's pork reserve. <laughs> Today. Oh, my God. <laughs> listen to this, because you know uh, Rich Deaton, uh, the, <laughs> the president of the Ohio Pork Council, which is a real thing, quote, Today's pig farmers are setting historic records by producing more pigs than ever. There's a pork council? Yes, there's, okay. a, there's an Ohio pork council. Oh, man. So you know Richard Deaton wanted to be America's pork council president, and he, like, right. lost an election? <laughs> and so now he's got to, like, remain in his lower level, the president of Ohio's pork council. <laughs> he went on to say, yet our reserves are still depleting. Oh, man. The problem is increased demand in and outside the U.S., according to the Ohio Pork Council. <laughs> and increased demand means higher prices. The price of pork belly increased 20% in the first three weeks of January, according to the council. And it's believed the price of bacon is likely to follow suit. Oh, man. However, while shoppers may have to shell out a few extra dollars to buy the, buy the breakfast staple, the industry isn't expecting to run out of bacon entirely. While bacon may become more expensive for consumers, the rest uh, rest assured the pork industry will not run out of supply, said Deaton. <laughs> the country will unify again because they ran out of bacon. Everybody's <laughs> like, never mind, we're all friends again. We need to re- we need to yeah. unite around Work together. one. What is the one common issue we can all get behind? <laughs> bacon. Yep. Oh, man. It just makes sense. Or frozen pork belly, which is just what I'm going to call it forever now. 
They need yeah, frozen so pork. Ugh. Frozen pork belly. Uh, you know what? I I do think is that part, really what bacon is. No, it, no, I mean it's 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 pork. It's pork belly, but not Ugh, like I hate the word belly. It's not, but it's not. It's not. It's not like man. Okay, belly. so here's the thing. Because I'm not going to get into discussion of parts of the pig or whatever. Parts of the pig. No, I think I think a lot of restaurants now are buying more locally produced products. Right. And they're not. They don't want anything ever frozen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think that the frozen supplies are lower. Oh. But I think we're producing more, and it's just fresh, and it's it's remaining. Like a lot of restaurants buy local. Yeah. So, well, because everybody finally realized that if you freeze meat, it makes it into like, ugh, it yeah. changes the texture and consistency. Makes it and gummy. Yeah, I was gonna say gummy, but I felt like that's a weird. No, word. that's what it does. <laughs> it's uh, little tiny, little yeah. tiny ice crystals form. Yeah, and they're sharp and they break all of the structure of the meat. Yeah, and then when you actually cook it, it like first of all, it's more watery and it doesn't. You know, it's, it's not the same. It's not the all. same. It's no. gummy. It is. It's, it turns gummy. Gummy. So, um, I think gummy that, pork. I think that is uh, is probably why and how everyone's having uh, issues. And uh, so, yeah, that's that. Yeah. So, um, moving on. <laughs> moving right along. To a little bit more pleasant. This is something that I am mad because I used to. Um, I used to do this with pints and gallons of ice cream <laughs> for uh, birthday parties and whatnot. Right. And so now someone else decided to do it and make a bunch of money on it. Ben and Jerry's new pint slices are the perfect for on-the-go ice cream. Pint so, slices? Yeah, so Ben and Jerry's, one of America's most beloved ice cream companies, with tons of flavors, blah, 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 blah. They unveiled today a brand new line of dessert product to make things... To, ma- to taking their ice cream on the go a whole lot easier. The new dessert creation called Pint Slices features a circular section of ice cream huh. sliced out of a pint that is encased in a coat of decadent chocolate. Basically, it's similar to like a, oh. um, um, like yeah. a disc Klondike. It's yeah. like a Klondike bar, except it's a little bit larger. Um, they've released four flavors, vanilla peanut butter cup, that's probably awesome. I'm waiting for Cam to go EU. Uh, <laughs> chocolate fudge brownie, chocolate chip cookie dough, and Stephen Colbert's Americone Dream. Oh, which, Americone Dream. Oh, awesome. Americone Dream is it's like so good. The, but they should just put it in a cone, by it, the like, way. It doesn't even make sense how good it is. I know. It's so good. The pint yeah. slices are coming out in packs of three in grocery stores nationwide, blah, 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 blah. So um, I did this, and I, I think my mother, um, I think I remember having like a like a birthday party when I was like little, like five, six. And like a bunch of kids came over, and what my mother did was she took a, you know, the block, the square block of ice cream that was frozen. Yeah. I think what she did was she opened the whole box and then sliced it with like a, um, like a, a bread knife, you know, like a big long bread knife. So basically, your mother's a genius. Yeah, and she basically cut it up so that everyone got like a square of ice cream yeah. with their cake. Huh. And so I, I, I think I remember seeing her do that, and then I just did that, like, going on and whatnot. Anyway, I don't know. It, yeah. was, it was a good idea. So Ben and Jerry's, once again, cutting edge <laughs> of ice cream. And, uh, you know, I don't care what your political affiliation is. You should eat Ben and Jerry's because they're the best, and the best deserve to be um, rewarded with awesome 
business yeah. and and consume. Uh, let's uh, now nah, we get. I want to save this one. You know what? Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Um, only because I want to come back with enough time to get to these uh, next three, four stories in their entirety. I won't say what they are, but we will get to them when we come back. They involve cheesecake and <laughs> Disney, not together separately. When we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts. Everybody, final segment of the night, starting it a little bit early because I want to uh, want to make sure we have all of these great stories uh, in their entirety. Didn't want to break it up for any silly breaks. Not silly breaks. We love our sponsors. I love silly breaks. Well, we my love favorite our, kind of breaks. We love our sponsors, but at the same time, um, you know, we like we like stories. We like entertaining. We like to get weird we in do. a totally radio friendly way. <laughs> So the story came out, uh, actually, I, I saved this. I had it last week, and I saved it for this week just because I didn't want to talk about this so far away from Valentine's Day. Cheesecake M&Ms are going to be here for Valentine's Day, and here's where to find them. How does that even work? How can you make cheesecake M&Ms? I believe it is cheesecake flavored. That's stupid. Cheesecake yeah. is like a consistency more than anything. It's cheesecake. You think? Yeah, what are they going to do? Make it taste creamy and slightly cheesy? Like, how do, how do you replicate? I don't know. Um, I don't even like cheesecake, so it shouldn't matter to me. <laughs> My mom loves cheesecake. Well, she might like these then. Yeah. Um, no, she won't. No. <laughs> She's picky. She is. Right. So the interesting thing is, um, you know, they like do this tease like, here's where to find them. And then they're like, Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's yeah, elusive. but it's, it's like a Walmart, but there's like a hidden door, like underneath, like, like go to the couch gotta, section, open up a couch, and climb gotta, through the door you, down the stairs into you, the secret M&M room. You got to go to the pharmacy and ask for uh, Nasty Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to the Epping Walmart, get some Epping M&Ms. Yes. Uh, silliness. Um, so uh, the, 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 this is how silly they really are. <laughs> the car, the article starts out looking to impress your Valentine this year with some decadent uh, decadent decadent yeah Whoa. decadent sweets at a reasonable budget. Walmart has announced their line of exclusive wow. chocolates, including white, Come on. white chocolate cheesecake M and M's. Let me tell you something. If you are trying to impress your Valentine, don't buy the M and M's. And you bring her you a nuts? bag of M and M's. She is going to throw just like them the at big you. bag, just like straight up, just the, not even like the, the stupid p- little satin bags they make, where like you know Easter they make the carrot out yeah. of Reese's, whatever. It's just a, the big like pound pound bag. I think it says pounder on it. Oh God! Just here it says pounder. No, no, oh, I said pounder, pounder, oh, pounder. God. That would have been inappropriate. Jeez, 
Yeah, well, yeah, that was all you. That was not me. I I asked you what you said. That's what it um, says on my new line of a uh, of a uh, conversation heart <laughs> pounder. <laughs> oh man! Uh, another exclusive to Walmart. <laughs> Diesel McWheels is shaking his head slowly <laughs> Poor in the Diesel other McWheels. room. Diesel <laughs> um, Another exclusive to Walmart: chocolates included. Uh, what the heck is this? Oh. Uh, the, the, what you just said, basically the, you know, the little conversation hearts. Yeah. So now, um, Walmart is going to have Hershey's conversation kisses that let you record and replay romantic Valentine's Day messages. Just, Wait, so is there like a microchip in each Hershey kiss or something? Uh, I, it doesn't, it doesn't explain. <laughs> but, it's not uh, a tracking device. This is a, uh, $14.98, uh, Hershey's conversation kisses recordable message Heart. No. Um, you can also get Skittles hearts, <laughs> which are heart-shaped var- variation of the rainbow candy. Um, ho- hopefully, no cows are eating them. <laughs> oh my God! Right. So, I mean, I, 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 a plus for trying to uh, diversify and do some fun things. But uh, would you, be, if the insane Dick Lane brought you any of these, would you be impressed with him at all? Well, see, I'm weird. Uh, like I said, uh, we were talking about movies earlier. I'm like, we watch like, you know, Avengers and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and stuff. Uh, for like Valentine's Day and like those types of holidays, usually it's like, do you want cool stuff or do you want girl stuff? Also known as, do you want nerdy things or do you want jewelry or something? <laughs> and I usually want cool stuff. So nice. he's gotten me gummy bears for Valentine's Day before because they're my favorite type of candy. Nice. So it means a lot to me. That's good. Yeah. I don't care. You know, I don't like chocolate, so. It's hard to buy buy anything for me for Valentine's Day. It's, you know. That's like candy-ish. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, white chocolate cheesecake M&Ms are $2.88 a pack. That seems, I don't know. A pack? Yeah. For, for like one like bag. Like a bag, yeah. Get out of town. Shut the front door. Listen to this. The Skittles hearts are $5. What? You get a, I don't know anyone who likes Skittles that much. Yeah. Maybe they're easier to put in vodka and then dissolve like everyone does. <laughs> we did that once, me and Tess. I'm sure you did. It was pretty good. Yeah? Despite the fact that we made it with, like, Rubidoff. So it was like, oh, yeah. The it was like paint thinner and candy. Ew. Yeah. Do you know that if you take, you probably know what I'm going to say, if you take um, cheap vodka and put it through a water filter Oh, like you did tell me this times, one. Yeah. It makes it really high quality. It removes all the impurities, and like experts have said, oh yeah, it works. That's kind of brilliant. It is. I'm gonna have to try it like, out. That's what I want to do. I want to because think about it: cheap vodka, right? Buy mm-hmm. enough of it, and then filters, right? right? So like all you need is a warehouse, <laughs> and right? No, I'm serious. You don't need any. Like you're not creating. This anything. is Vincent's ber- version of Breaking Bad. <laughs> 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 I know, right? He's just going to be in a lab that's just yeah. nothing but Brita filters yeah, like <laughs> and handles of Rubinol. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh one of those outfits, one of those plastic yeah, outfits yep, covering the, the, vodka, the, the vodka mafia has been looking at, <laughs> looking yeah. for him for months. Yep, they teamed up with the uh, artichoke mafia to come and find you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna just yell at them, say my name, and force them to say Smirnoff. Oh my God, Agent Smirnoff. Agents. No, no, because you know he 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 goes by Heidegger. Uh, no, uh, he goes by um, Heisenberg. 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 Yeah. Uh, I'm confusing my philosophers. Anyway, I'm confusing my philosophers. Heidegger was subject object. I almost said philosophers. I know how much drinking have you done? Philosophers. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
I want to get into a couple of other just uh, really quick stories. Um, pizza chains have out- outpaced all other restaurants. Pizza <laughs> in America has grown in sales by 13%. What? <laughs> I coughed and it was unexpectedly loud oh. and I made a face in the microphone. She oh, everyone so heard that? Oh, own... I thought that was just us. No, that she heard was it. so oh. scared of her own cough. That's what that face I was. was. like... <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> How are you oh, a no. professional performer? I'm going to start laughing like ch- I told you about the vampire when we were doing Christmas carols before. When, when What? <laughs> I never told you about the vampire that showed up when me and Mickey were singing Christmas no, carols. No, but you better. All right. You know the Buffies from Vampires, how they have like the bumpy forehead? Yes, yes. There was, crazy, a, yeah. there was a, a, a gentleman who had a particularly like... Heavy brow, and we were doing like a Christmas caroling gig, and we're we're jerks, so we're like, haha, look at the vampire. So then we we start singing "Oh Come All Ye Faithful," but we're like standing in a lobby of like a really nice hotel, like wearing Victorian. Yes, costumes. this is the one in uh, uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Yep, the Chicago vampire. Uh, we start singing "Oh Come All Ye Faithful," which is like the most beautiful song. We're all dolled up. We've got our outfits on. We've got a guy with us singing who has a stupid pop-up top hat that I hate, and um. We're like, haha, vampire, okay, let's sing this song now. He comes right in front of us, like four feet away, drops his suitcase, folds his arms, and is listening to us. Ooh. Now, he has no idea that he's a vampire at this point. So we're singing Okomali Faithful, and we're cracking up. We couldn't even control it because it was just so funny. We're like, Okomali Faithful. It was bad. I've never broken on stage before, and that, that was the worst one. So, yeah. Yep, even professionals. I kind of thought sometimes. that story was going to have more legs. <laughs> oh, well, screw you. No, just you everybody know. else likes it. I I thought it was funny. It's the the visual with the arm crossing you have to see. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, way to take the wind out of my sails, there, buddy. All right, <laughs> all right. Maybe you'll like this one. Maybe, maybe I won't. Maybe it won't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> I have smited you. <laughs> you you deserved it. Karma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what do you want? Uh, what do you want? I, we, I see. This is this is where you not having um show notes. I don't have any notes because usually I like to throw it to you guys to to kind of pick uh, stories. But uh, the changing face of Valentine's Day dinner. Uh, believe it or not. I think we may have mentioned this before in passing, but uh, Valentine's Day is traditionally the busiest night for restaurants as couples celebrate, blah, 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 blah. But because of online dating, read Tinder, um, millennials opt out of lengthy meals for Valentine's Day. Some eateries, uh, because of this, are changing with the times, promoting Valentine's Day dinners for singles <laughs> and friends and family and groups. Uh, this is all according to Open Table, who you know, singles they, like one person goes. Apparently, we they're doing. It's a L seven winning. <laughs> one guy. One guy. Can you imagine? But I think uh, I think it's uh, I think it's telling. But holy cow! Like, can you imagine doing a like friends Thanksgiving uh friends Valentine's Day dinner or family Valentine's Day dinner. Like it's just I can imagine doing one with friends if you got a bunch of single friends and you're just like, wow, let's let's really bask in how lonely we all are. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I can understand maybe a singles night. Yeah. I hate you know? Valentine's Day. Oh you do? my god, it's terrible. I've had one good Valentine's Day. Yeah, they're never good. They're, they're never, never good. good. Never good. 
It, it, I mean, because I've been in a relationship for one Valentine's yeah. Day, so that's about it. I don't like uh, going out to eat. I don't like. Well, I do like going out to eat, but not like for like. I don't know. It just, it just seems silly. Like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Let's go out to eat now. This place is gonna be mobbed. Um, to profess your love for each other, yeah, you must yeah. eat at some restaurant yeah. that's overpriced. Yeah, I don't like with like a balcony view of like North End or something. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> <laughs> Triska's not overpriced. No, no, I'm just you I'm just, just trashed your hero Ray Bork's restaurant. I would never trash Ray Bork. No, but you trashed his restaurant. Listen to that music. It's getting emotional I in here, know. guys. Well, it's time for us to go, I guess. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Greatly appreciate uh, all your support listening to the show, supporting the show, following us on social media. Um, Jezebel Grace of the Graces, thank you very much for being joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Cam, excellent job tonight behind the glass. Stay tuned next for, is it still Michael Savage in the Savage Nation? Oh, it is. I'm sure he's uh, he hates Donald Trump now because, God forbid, he's been in five days. So... Uh, stay tuned next for the Ultimate Culture Shock and enjoy Michael Savage and the Savage Nation here on AM 830 WCRN.